What's up, guys? It's Liz Kelly, and welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. Each day, starting on Monday, February 18th, The Big Picture will be hosting six Oscar preview videos leading up to Sunday ceremony. Sean Fennessy hosts with a variety of other Ringer staffers covering everything you need to know about this season's Oscar race. You can watch these videos at youtube.com slash The Ringer or catch the highlights on The Ringer's Instagram and Twitter. I basically told him the truth. I told him about Cassie and Kaylin not being ready at the end of this. I did tell him them talking about being the next Bachelorette. I, I hope he confronts her. He will. Kaylin's on the date today, so he's yeah. most likely going to bring up what Tasha told him. It's about to go down. That's what's gonna happen. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. What a heat rock of an episode we had this week. To discuss it, I'm joined by my Bachelor Nation comrade, my compatriot, Roger Sherman. Hi, Roger. Hey, thanks for having me. You got it. You're so formal. That was such a formal, hey, thanks for having me. Well, I'm I'm just really hyped about this episode Is right that now. how you would meet someone's parents if you got to make it to hometown? <laughs> yeah, you You'd just got really formal. Thanks for having me. Thanks for allowing me to be at this point pre-arranged part of the Bachelor season. (laughs) Thank you so much for allowing me in your home with a camera crew. Yes. There's so much to say. As I was watching this episode, I was taking notes, handwritten for the first time in quite some time. I love to handwrite. I had a lot of questions, basically, that kind of came out of this. So I just want to run run them down. We'll get at a lot of the big points of the episode. And you're our official recapper for The Ringer. When you first started working here, it was like a condition of your employment that you still got to recap it. I think you were worried I would like say no because I had this podcast. I was just curious. Uh, There's a lot of Bachelor fans at The Ringer. Yes, there are. I was coming from a website that exclusively covered sports. Sure. uh, And... No so one do was we, the, ba- the bachelor sport. Just kidding. The bachelor is sports. We don't. Colton Underwood is a professional anything. football player. His height and girth has really come into focus lately. He's really fucking tall. He was t- he was towering over some. Oh, in the scenes for next week, he's towering over all the fathers. And we've already seen his vertical leap. Oh my god! With it's the fence incredible. jump. Seven episodes in, we still have not got the fence jump. But you know what? I used to go into every episode like. Why isn't he jumping over the fence? Just jump over the goddamn fence already. But now I feel like we're getting the motivation mm-hmm. behind why he needed to jump over that fence in the first place. Yeah, we're, we're learning the backstory. We're learning is. that he's trapped around people who he really likes just yelling at each other all the time about being liars. And they that inspires him. There was no him. actual yelling, though, which was interesting. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> more, but more conflict and confrontation in this episode than like maybe in any other installment of The Bachelor, aside from Ari and Becca's breakup like in the history of the show. It's like— when you're just looking at the percentage of people left who are fighting with each other, it mm-hmm. was like, it's four out of seven. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's, there were a lot of it's beefs. A lot. It's a, a lot. Of it's beef. true. There were a lot of beefs. We're going to get to them. But my first pressing question for you, and this really hung over everything for me, on his date with Tasha. Yes. They go to an apartment that is purportedly his apartment. Do you think it was actually where Colton lives in Denver? So I, I kept trying to look at in his when he takes pictures on Instagram, there's always a picture of a black Labrador behind him, uh-huh. like a silhouette of a black Labrador. Like, like not art? A, yeah, like art. Because he's it. like, I have a black Labrador, so I can't actually figure out what to buy for my home. I'll just buy a picture of a Labrador. I didn't see it in the episode. I also don't buy him as a cook. Mm. I don't buy no him. I don't buy him as a person. Like he went to into the like fish market or whatever. It was just like, give me the largest fish you have. 
Which I feel like that's not something that you say. It's like I will make fish for dinner. Let's get fish, but not like I really want to make halibut or like you know it's a really good at home fish tilapia. I'm going to make you tilapia tacos. Yeah, I agree with you. He definitely is not a cook. I mean, we've we've witnessed his like his tastes and his they're bland. He's yes, I mean and narrow. We don't know. Maybe the fish was bad, but like it doesn't strike me that if he's in a long term relationship with someone. A regular event would be him deciding what to cook no. and what, and like then spicing it up with tarragon and everything. I do think he seemed like he'd be willing to learn how to cook. I feel like he'd be into couples cooking, actually. You know, he he's willing to go with things. Yes, I feel that I've been too hard on Colton. The last couple of weeks, I have warmed up to him, and I actually, I'm glad we're kind of diving into his psyche because I I feel I've been a little bit too hard on him and I, I'm starting to like him. Maybe I, it's just like he's worn me down. I absolutely have started to like him over the course of the season and he's a bit of, he's a bit of a, he's a bit of a dummy. Yeah, that's okay. But he's very genuine and just, he feels note, very publicly. I don't feel it should be mean to call someone dumb. Like similarly, it shouldn't necessarily be a compliment to call someone smart. Like some people are smart and some people are dumb. And like, that's just the way it is. Like, I, I feel like you felt a little bad calling him a dummy, but like, it's okay. Not everyone can be like an Einstein. He's very much like his 15-year-old Labrador retriever, which he has art of on his wall. Yeah. He's, he means well and he feels very He does feel emotional. a lot. Yeah. And I agree. I think he means well. Like, I don't think he wants anyone to have a bad time. I think... He genuinely dislikes the part where you have to, like, send people home. Like, he just doesn't seem comfortable with it. Not that anyone would like it, but he seems more uncomfortable with, the with like, the quote-unquote breakups than other bachelors. And when he gets dumped by a girl, which happens every week now, he's gotten yeah. broken up with three straight weeks. Pretty amazing. He, it's, it's, I looked it up. It's a record. No one's ever gotten broken up with by three people on one season. But he's always totally okay with it. He's just like, he's like Oof, Yeah, we're on the same page. I don't have to break up with this person. That's my least favorite thing to do. This is much easier. What do you attribute that to? Because, like, I think he's a way, way better bachelor than Ari. Like, way better. Oh, yeah. He's— Not even close. Yeah. I think that he's maybe, um, in some ways, easier to, like, date in the the setting of The Bachelor than Nick in some ways because he's, like, more happy-go-lucky. I just feel like, in general, he's got a lot of pluses for him that I I don't know why he's getting dumped so much. Well, I think with that happy-go-luckiness, I think he probably has a lot of, like, very nice, friendly relationships with people. And they know that he actually really only cares about, like, Cassie and Hannah. He friend-zones hard. Yeah. So, like, he's got all these women there, and he, like, seems to, like, basically be in love with, like, two of them. Sure. And everyone else, they're just kind of, like, hanging out, and they go, and they sit, and they, like, make nice sure. jokes. And It's true. The person who, who dumped him this week is Heather. We forgot to say that. We're going to mm. come back to it. And similarly, he was pained all week about whether or not he had to send home Cassie, to your point, about—it's obvious he's really into her. And we'll we'll come back to that, too. But before we get there— Back to his apartment. I really want to dig into this part. Yes, yes. So here's the thing about Colton. The apartment apartment they purported to be as his looked a lot like an Airbnb to me. It had a lot of gray colors. It looked like it was in a a newer building. You can't really remember it. It was like a nice apartment. It looked totally fine, acceptable. But there was nothing specific. To your point, there was no identifying features like some weird black Labrador art, which I consider that weird. I'm not a dog person at all. I know that you're like one of the biggest dog people that are out there in the game. And his dogs weren't in the apartment. Yes. He has two very big dogs that were not in that apartment. 
There was no evidence of dogs. There was really no personality in that apartment. And I will say, though Colton's personality is not one that I think I would seek out, he does actually have a personality. He, You know what? He really sold the this is where the magic doesn't happen line yeah. when he looked at the bedroom. Yes, that's so true. So that was the one thing that made me think maybe this is his apartment. Well, I was actually thinking he, we've now seen him in two beds with women. and I think more. He just loves clothed makeout sessions. Yeah, I think he might. He seems like a guy who likes to cuddle. It doesn't surprise me. He loves dogs, likes to cuddle, likes like likes the physical affection and warmth of another being. <laughs> well, but I would actually think that he would be less comfortable taking a woman to his actual bed. Like yeah. any bed is sort of like psychologically, who cares? Like it could be anywhere. His actual bed in which he has not had sex probably <laughs> has like a different kind of psychological toll, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, he was very like he like on an earlier, I think it was a cocktail party. He like brought Hannah back to yes. his hotel bed. Yes. And he said, I'm very OCD. And then they got in bed with all of their clothes and shoes on. And I was like, an OCD person. Well, an OCD not. person would not, never allow you to get in bed with their, your street clothes on. You have pajamas for that. Otherwise, it's dirty. But yeah, he's brought women into several beds that are not his. Yes. In conclusion, I don't think this is his actual apartment. I'm I'm with you on that. It seemed very strange. Has there been one where they go to the bachelor's apartment like during the season? I can't remember it. They visit hometowns a lot, but they never actually go to the a place where the person lives. A couple of times the family shows up early and you're just like, wait, why are they doing this? Like, yeah. I, th- I believe it happened. It might have happened with Ari. Yeah, it happened with Ari season. Yeah, they went to like the actual Ari Lillian Dykes yeah. seniors' house, and-, and they also went to Ari's like not apartment as well. I believe. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. And so I think it's just becoming it's a new trope. It's not one we're as familiar with, but it's something that they're starting to do a little bit more. And, and it kind of got thrown off by the way this season went, where normally they go to like bland American places first, yes. and this season they were like, "No, nah, we're going to." Thailand right off the bat. It so, was weird that they came back from Asia to go to Denver. to Denver. Although I was wondering if that would, I mean, there's no way they could audible like that big of a difference, but I wonder if they knew someone like Colton would need like a home check-in at some point before the end. Like it seems like he- You need to talk to Ben Higgins. <laughs> yeah. I always need to talk to Ben Higgins. It's never a time to not talk to Ben Higgins in my opinion, you know? He's always really helpful. He was. He was. It was. They just sat down. They drank waters. Yeah. They sat down with some waters like we're doing right now. Two we, two bros wearing similar shirts. Did you notice that? <laughs> yeah, they were yeah. very similar. Well, I, I like Ben's all. more. Colton was wearing navy and Ben was wearing charcoal. Are you sure? I, I've looked at this picture. A lot. They they also did a very bad handshake. It was pretty awkward. I, um, I don't get the sense that. Do, do are they actual... Hangout buddies. I think they're friendly. They're friendly, but not like close. Colton is close with the guys from his season. And Ben is just sort of like the bachelor mayor of Denver because he lives there. I actually remember when that happened. That was specifically the end of October when that happened, which leads me to my next big question for you. Wow. How expensive do you think it is to rent out Red Rocks, the famed Red Rocks Pavilion? There's like the whole Dead Dave Matthews Band record yeah. at Red Rocks. Like it's like one of the most like storied places to perform. If not America, and if not the world, then definitely in America. It's it's beyond their season. Late October, their season is surely over. How much do you think it costs to get Red Rocks for one night? I liked how he with the I, Brett, Brett Young band. I don't. I, I, I don't believe know. I believed that this is my friend performing so yeah. much less with Colton than with anyone. totally when he's like I arranged for this. Me, Colton, I made it happen. And you know, normally they have like a fake crowd there. Yes, I know. Which, so that that threw me off because normally it's like. There are all these people who they recruited off of Craigslist yes. to show up and pretend that they know about the Fred Wyatt band or whatever. This was Brett Young. Fred Wyatt, that works too. Okay. I, I, 
I, I knew that there was an Ed in there somewhere and uh, a generic last name. But yeah, I don't think Brett Young. <laughs> yes. I don't think he's personal friends with Colton. Nor unlike do I. Ben. No. Higgins. Ben will be friends with anyone who's like pretty nice. I don't think Ben has enemies. So whatever. He's probably like, yeah, sure, I'll appear. Why not? I'm sure. He got an appearance fee. But this is like, now thinking about it, kind of an expensive episode because when they go to like Thailand or Singapore, they get these these take backs or whatever it's called. Trade out. It's called a trade out. There's not a lot of trade outs going on in Denver. And you're certainly not getting a trade out for Red Rocks. They don't need it. It's like really famous. So I'm, I was shocked that they got they got that. And then I did the mental math and I was like, okay, it's late October. That's why it was available because it's too cold to sit outside and as evidenced by the fact they were wearing cold weather gear. But like, that's expensive. I bet like Red Rocks for a night in the off season, like, I don't know, $15,000. Did they also shut down the ski resort or were there other people skiing around them? I bet they just got a portion, probably just like a few. And she had never snowboarded before. It was a very brief snowboard experience. And it was like not a steep slope at all. Like, I think it's probably easier to get a bunny hill for practice or whatever. Yeah. But this was not a cheap, not not a cheap one. I think like all like skiing stuff, skiing related things is expensive. I've never been skiing. Have you? Uh, Terrifies me. Terrifies me. Well, I'm just certain I would get injured. There's no way I could get, I can make it out without breaking a leg. Yeah. I, I don't feel comfortable in my ability to stop besides crashing into things, yeah. which is also true if I'm ever ice skating. My only way of stopping is to hit the hit the wall. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I suspect it's the same thing with skiing for me, but uh, you're going downhill and there are like trees and stuff. Um, I, I, I think it probably was not that expensive to get that area, but who knows? Really unclear, you know? They were just living large in Denver. It's true. So they, anyway, That's this... why they had to cook tilapia at home. <laughs> Fish. They had to cook fish. Sorry, we didn't know what fish it was. Um, That came at the culmination of Tasha's date where earlier in the day, really early, she kind of went for the jugular and told Colton that Katie was referring to Cassie and Kaylin when she said there's some people here who aren't ready. I have questions for you about this. All right, hit me. Because that was, if if she's lying, which I, I get the sense she is, that is such blatant and like, shrewd slander she's like this is who uh, katie was referring to it like praise at all of colton's weaknesses where he's like afraid of this exact thing and it was basically her two biggest rivals on the show that was like targeted shrewd slander which if she's if she's lying that was incredible but on the other hand like i remember there was one point where cassie was like you're twisting our words Mm mm-hmm which made me think that, that was towards the end when Cassie was confronting Kerpa. Which made me think that there was an actual conversation that was being referenced that we didn't get to see. Yes. I think there absolutely was a conversation. And so this is kind of an recurring theme of this season. There's been a lot of beefs, like a lot of fighting, but in fighting amongst the contestants this season. We very rarely see the actual incidents at hand. We only yeah. hear the retelling of it. And it's almost as if like they've made a conscious decision to go for like the warped perception of what happened versus actually showing the tape. Because, like, on Bravo shows, when there's fights, they all almost always do a black and white throwback to, like, the incident at hand. You, <laughs> yeah, they're, you they're, always see it. You always see it. There's, like, one item that's colorized in those throwbacks. Yes. I love those. Yes. And on The Bachelor, you d- we just don't see them. And they definitely have the footage. They film everything. That's not even an excuse. Like, maybe there's some car rides that they don't film. I think, like, in the vans, they're not always, like, in between— um, locations are not always filming but if it's like happening in one of the places where they're staying that's being filmed and so it's weird that 
that we didn't see it. And I agree, there has to have been some kind of conversation where Cassie and Kaylin were like weighing the possibility that they didn't win. And if so, like what what that mean for like their bachelorette status or whatever. Yeah, it just seemed like it was such a specific and targeted lie or alternately, there's a video or, that they didn't show us. Yeah. And I could like, I got to hand it to them. They did a good job because I was weighing it. Is this just like, the nicest edit ever or the most vicious slander the show has ever seen. Like, who would be I could, getting the nice edit in that, in that setting? Um, Kaylin and Cassie, who apparently were having this conversation and like were just trying to make it seem like Tasha was lying about the whole thing. Right. They keep saying like these are lies. Like, and then both Cassie and Kaylin say these are lies. Like, I don't know why they would lie about that. I don't think it's a straight up lie because I don't think that they would just like make it up. That's why I think there has to be a conversation. Like it's a perversion or like a of the truth or like a, a warped way of, of discussing a conversation that happened. And there's a lot of like, there's a lot of, of um, not like fourth wall being broken, but more like acknowledging the like s- the system that the show is now a part of because it's pretty weird to talk openly about the Bachelorette casting. Have people talked about the? Ba- I don't remember a scene where people have talked about being the next Bachelor or Bachelorette. I don't on think the it's show. Ha- I don't think it's. I happened. think this is the first time they've broken that wall and yes. been like. I think it's the first time as well. I can't remember another time, and I think I've mentioned this before, but it used to be a rule on the Real World that you couldn't reference previous seasons, and obviously that's like. First of all, the real world's not on anymore. Second of all, RIP. Yeah, it, apparently it's coming back to Facebook. But obviously, the challenge is now predicated upon like this whole like universe of reality TV, and so that's totally out the window. But this is like kind of a really big turning point, like acknowledging that there's life outside of being the Bachelor, and sort of like acknowledging the life cycle of being within the Bachelor system. Yeah, normally they just say something like, "Oh, she's doing this because she wants to be famous," right. or "She's doing this because she wants to." You know, blah 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 Just blah. The generic, generic thing. He's, but this she's time not they here for the right it. reasons. Yeah, and and the the twist on she's not ready versus she's not here for the right reasons is also kind of interesting to me because it's almost like trying to disguise the same. It's just like putting a disguise on the same line, basically. Yeah. I, I really, honestly, when they said the thing about when she said Cassie and Kaylin are talking about being the next Bachelor, I was like, whoa. I know. That's so specific and so connected to this thing that they never talk about. Yeah, it was a big deal that that was said. So kind of the two feuds that emerged were basically Kaylin versus Tasha and Kerpa versus Cassie. We'll get to them in a second. Whose side were you on Kaylin versus Tasha? Um, th- th- I was trying to break it down because like, I, I really couldn't figure out whether that was a real conversation that happened. I I lean towards Tasha as probably exaggerating uh-huh. and elaborating to kind of get into Colton's head. That was my takeaway from it. But I couldn't shake the idea that maybe there was a hint of something that was real there. Sure. So so you think that Kaylin's version of events is more likely to be the correct? Yeah, if I had to pick. I weirdly really like Tasha. Not weirdly. She's just really um, poised. And I like her her energy. And I like how she seems really, like, together. And so I'm, like, weirdly on her side. But I do agree that she's probably twisting a conversation that she may not even have pri- been privy to. Like, maybe she just heard about it from Katie. Like, maybe she doesn't even know. The weird thing is a couple episodes back, there was a situation where Anyeka and Nicole were fighting. And Tasha jumped in to say, like, I, I was part of that conversation and you're making it up. Right. I remember that. But— she could have solved the whole problem at that point, Tasha, by just going to Colton and being like, 
Right. That entire conversation that was, was made not up. real. And she did it. Right. So I'm not buying the whole, I'm just doing this out of Colton's sure. best interest. Yeah. And her and Kurt book up saying like, it's because of Colton. We're doing it for Colton. Don't want him to get to the end. And like, never buy that. No. No one has ever done it for when The Bachelor. When it's a competition show, it's never, like you said, it's never for The Bachelor. It's like for themselves, basically. It was it was weird. Um, I wanted to ask you about Colton's dog. Did you feel like you got enough attention on this episode? Listen. Listen. Here's the thing. Okay. Colton has two dogs. Sorry, he has two dogs. And only one of them has been shown on any bachelor program whatsoever. What is that? Is the other one like a like a black sheep dog? The other one is a beautiful German shepherd named okay. Thor. Okay. Uh, How do you know about Thor? Um, I'm all up on Colton's Instagram. Okay. Obviously, there's a lot of pictures of him shirtless snuggly with his dog. Yes, of course. Both of them. Sure. Because he has two of them. There are two dogs that exist that are, that are both wonderful dogs. And I'm sure Thor would have liked to lick on some ice cream and accompany him on a date. But Thor was not invited. Only Sniper was invited. Maybe one's just not camera ready. Maybe. But I think all dogs are camera ready. Sure. Okay. But you're a super dog fan. But I I, I didn't think the dog got very much attention, which is weird to me. Usually when, they, when you introduce a dog in like a date, it's like a major focal point. Like Sean Lowe once had a dog and it was like a big part of... The discussion. And it just kind of it's just kind of like there. He got ice cream. He got scritches. You know, the same thing happened to um whoever brought the dog on earlier this season. What was her name? The one who That had it in the house. Yeah. And I, they, it was it was DJ Agro, I think, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was yeah. the DJ. Um and she brought in the dog and I was like, they're gonna have some quality dog bits in this episode. And then Do you think a dog hater like me is in charge? Possibly. You're, the <laughs> dogs are getting bit about. But no, they always go out of their way to include dogs. They've had so many yeah. dog-specific dates over I know, the years. I know. And uh, I feel like they just had to bring in a sniper there. But, you know, this this other dog is two, getting the shaft here. Two is, dogs might have been too much for the for the ice cream place. Fair. Fair. Yeah, they, Did the dog go inside? By no, the, the dog never went inside good. to any of the places. Good. I, that's a health code violation. I, I, I do, agree. I do not like when people violate that. So that's what I'm saying when, I, when I'm saying that like they kind of force the dogs in sometimes. Yeah. This entire date was predicated on them like going to nice little Denver eateries. Sure. And the dog just had to probably sit outside with a PA. Like, Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, Denver looks like a great town. Oh, it looked great. The ice cream place was really noisy. Bad location scouting. There was a lot of background noise. And it was tough because the pivotal conversation happened in there. They must have been so pissed. They tried to make it seem like it was a dog-specific ice cream place. Like there was not. a little sign outside that said like pause for ice cream or whatever. Totally a real ice cream place for humans yeah, and not for dogs. I thought it looks good. Milk Box Ice Creamery. It's in Denver. Uh, I thought it looks delicious, actually. It's, like, near the Contemporary Art Museum. Wow, we are really weird. I Google, like, all the locations. I'm often, like, very more interested in in, uh, locations than I am in, like, anything else. I'm like, oh, where'd they go? I thought the most interesting thing was this year when I realized they'd been going to the same antique shop for, like, five seasons. I know. Yeah, in L.A., right? Yeah, they just been going to the same antique shop. I know. They always dress it up differently and make it seem like Colton's, like, oh, I discovered this cute little antiques place. Yeah. No, we've been going for six years. Location scouting is a bitch. On Kaylin's date, she had to convince Colton that she was ready because Tasha had, had accused her of not being ready. Was there one line where you're like, yes, she's done it. She convinced Colton. Because I'm like really confused about how he just was like, okay, Tasha must have been wrong. Back to the thing about him being a little bit of a dummy. Sure. If someone is talking to him, he's going to believe that person. Right. He has, he he goes into every conversation like, well, Tasha said this. What will your response be? And he's always like, "Oh, I, 
I wholeheartedly believe your response <laughs> now that I've spoken to one other person about this topic. Like, there's really no way that he should have both of those two women advancing. No. One of them was like, this person is just wants to be on The Bachelorette, doesn't care about you. And the other one was like, that person is a liar yeah, and is making the whole thing up. And he's just bringing both of them up. I mean, obviously you have to because it's a television show and drama is good. But like, logically, only one of those women should be alive right now. Totally. And like with my personal bias, I think Kaylin seems less, quote unquote, ready than Cassie. And also Kaylin was sort of like, She's just so much more performative in in her on this show. Like she knows how to work it for The Bachelor, and so it's very hard for me to dismiss all of the like Bachelorette talk with her. And that said, I like her. I would be happy with her as a Bachelorette. She has already been in a televised attractive woman, yeah, performance yes. competition, and she did very well in it. It's her metier, to quote Meg Ryan in the New York Times interview with her from this past weekend. <laughs> Which is, I always thought it was, one of the funny things about this season is that, like, Kaylin has been totally what you would expect a pageant person on The sure. Bachelor to be. totally. And Hannah was just like, no, she, no. like, could not talk or say things. I know. Or... Actually, let's talk about Hannah B's date. But first, let's talk about today's sponsors. Zola is reinventing the wedding planning and registry experience to make the happiest moment in couples' lives even happier. They combine compassionate customer service with modern tools and technology, all in the service of love, just like The Bachelor. Zola is the easiest way to plan your wedding and register. It has free wedding websites that will help you make your dream wedding registry. Plus, you can get affordable save-the-dates and invitations, and they have easy-to-use planning tools. You can start a free website and it only takes a few minutes to set up. Plus, you can choose from over 100 beautiful designs that fit any style with every type of wedding. With Zola, you can get your registry on your wedding website so your guests get all the details they need in the same places where they can buy you a gift. Plus, the Zola store has a wide selection of gifts at all different price points from over 500 brands. There's something for every guest to give. To start your free wedding website and also get $50 off your registry on Zola, go to Zola.com slash bachelor. That's Z-O-L-A dot com slash bachelor. Today's episode is also sponsored by Rothy's. Rothy's are awesome shoes. I have two pairs. I've got the flats and I've got the loafers. They look stylish with so many things. I like to wear them with jeans, but hey, you can wear them with a dress or a skirt. Megan Markle does. She has black pointed toe ones. Rothy's are stylish, classic, comfortable, and they come in four fashionable styles. There's two more other than the ones that I have. Like I said, there's the point and the loafer, but there's also the flat and the sneaker. Not to mention the color and pattern selection is amazing, and they're always updating their lineup. Like I said, that's probably why Meghan Markle wore her pair when she went to Australia with Prince Harry a few months ago. And best of all, Rothy's are made from recycled plastic water bottles. Hard to believe considering they're the softest shoes you'll put on your feet. Plus a major added bonus, they're machine washable. I really do love my Rothy's. I know you will too. Right now they're having an amazing deal. You can use the code BACHELOR to get free shipping with no minimum. Plus you'll get free shipping and free returns on exchanges on your Rothy's shoe. Get yourself a pair today. Go to rothys.com with the promo code BACHELOR. And get this deal while it lasts. All right. We got to talk about Hannah B's date. A lot of weird stuff happened on this one. Just weird mm. decision making, which gets back to the questions I want to ask you. If you had the option to introduce one woman to your parents at this stage, one of seven, would you pick one that you weren't sure about or one that you were sure about? You know, I thought about this a lot because I, I saw them bringing 
Hannah to the family house. Right. And I was like, this means she is a lock. Right. Or does it mean he really needs his parents' guidance on this one? Yeah, that's and I looked back at it and I feel like almost every season they bring someone to the parents' house and it's never someone who actually ends up doing well. It's like looking for justification to get rid of them because the parents don't like them. Yeah. Who disliked Hannah B. Moore, the mom or the dad? They were both just so skeptical. I loved it. I think it was the mom. The mom was like not into her when she was like, have you told Colton how you feel or have you asked him about that? She was like really like being like uh, very like she was momming it hardcore and I really liked it. I I just knew that that wasn't going to work out for Hannah and it was a numbers game for me because I was like, he's already given out two roses. Definitely Cassie and Hannah G are getting through and they haven't been on dates yet. Right. So this is a... Right. So she was she was out. You could tell it wasn't really working out, though I loved her outfit, that red crop top sweatshirt. She looked really cute. She was not as good at winning Colton over as seemingly everyone else yeah. in the history of the show has been. I think it's kind of mean to bring someone home to the parents when... On this show, when it's when it's more for like a gut check and less because I want you to meet my my girlfriend. That should have been the first thing he did if he right. was unsure about someone. But yeah, it, it was doomed. Uh, there have been several. Hey, meet my parents, and also let's break up on the same date over right. the court. I think a few years ago, um, Ben did that with one of the twins. Yes, with um, Haley and Emily. I forget which one it was. They were professional twins, yes. as has been established. Yes, they still are. <laughs> and he brought. One of them home, and the parents were like, eh, eh, not sure. I think that was Haley. I think Emily got dumped in Las Vegas. You know, we'll never know. There's we'll no never, way to confirm. We'll never know. The thing that was so weird about it, though, is if, if you are looking for a gut check, why not bring one of the girls accused of being there for the wrong reasons? <laughs> yeah. Like, bring Cassie to your parents. Like, find out what they think. That was really weird. That's That's the kind of thing that, to me, it's like, are you trying to set, are they trying to set Hannah up for The Bachelorette? Because that's like a kind of harsh breakup and it's memorable. And that's like a, t- a good talking point for her in the future. The, the one mistake we're making is uh, apparently we somehow believe that parents are actually good at making these decisions. I know. I know. Guess what? Every bachelor in history has gone to the households of the women and the parents have been like, this was great for you. And they're all broken up now. I know. I know. It's not, And also the parents... They get so little info. Like, how do they? How do they know what to say? Also, like, and there are cameras. I know. And, and with a normal relationship, you have a certain amount of certitude before involving parents. Yeah, you've it's not talked like, to them about this. Yeah, person. It's, it's not. Or, or like, you're you haven't, but you're like, I'm certain. I I want you to meet this person because I have a feeling. It's not like it's not like there's some kind of like governing body that helps decide if you should be dating this person or not. And even as such, parents are even with all the information, notably bad at, I know. at deciding whether relationships are good or not. I know. I think this is kind of the meanest thing he's done all season is having Hannah be meet his parents. And I don't think he's mean. And I so I thought it was like really weird. Yeah, that's one of the things that's kind of won me over about him is he clearly does, he's just not He's a, not a mean guy at all. Yeah. He's like very, he does seem like sweet and like he wants like the best for people. I don't think he's like vicious at all. If he did the same thing that Ari did last year where he picked someone and then immediately thought different of it, he would probably just keep dating that person instead I think of so too. offending that person. I think so too. Like I think that he is not completely conflict averse, but doesn't really like want to resolve. He's not great at the resolution. He takes the path of least resistance. But he he takes he jumps over the fence. He jumps over <laughs> instead <laughs> of facing the problem. <laughs> exactly. I, I'm so wrong. Not the path of least resistance. He ju- he goes with whatever's on the other side of the fence. You're exact. You're exactly right. The fence didn't offer that much resistance. Can't wait for the fence jump. Um, s- still coming. I know when it is. To be honest. 
Don't tell me. I won't. I can't tell you. It's a spoiler. But I just happen to know when it is. I'm. Does and, it count as a spoiler if they show it to you like eleven times mm, every episode? No, I mean it's just it's just an amazing act of physical gifts. Where does it rank against some of our greatest NFL players, Roger? You're an NFL writer. Yeah, I mean, compared to like uh, last season when we had an actual NFL player play football badly on the show, that was embarrassing and get injured. That was tough with Clay. Yeah. Yeah. You know Clay's dating Angela from, from Ari season. Really? Yes. I'm. Uh, it's beautiful. <laughs> People seem to be like, they seem to have the support of their fellow alums. I thought Clay was just kind of on the show for a second and went back into his own football universe. No, that's, he's, he's still dating a. Oh, is he ever? Wow. That's good to hear. I know. I'm really happy for him. Let's talk about the other date, which was wild. We'll talk about all the drama and like, again, like whose side you're on. But my first question for you. Did you notice what Kerpa was holding when she went to have her personal time in the park no. with, with Colton? What? Kaya, did you notice it? No. Okay. She was holding a bright pink moleskin notebook. Oh, yeah. I did. Oh, so is it one of those things where, like, they, like, fed her this notebook to, like, show him, like, times they've spent together? But That's there, a great question, Raj. There aren't any times they've spent together because— We have no idea because they don't mention the notebook. They don't open the notebook. We don't find anything out about the notebook. And then after she sells out Cassie— He's holding the notebook as they walk back towards wow. where the group is. Wow, I did not notice this at yeah. all. I was like, and, and the reason I did notice, and perhaps perhaps some of my colleagues know this as well, I'm a moleskin girl. I cannot come to work without my <laughs> teal moleskin notebook. She has handwritten notes, not in a moleskin. No, but I, but I am like a hand writer every single day. I make a to-do list in it every day. I need my notebook. It keeps, and like, I go back to my old list to make sure I haven't forgotten anything. And so I was like, oh, cool, a moleskin. And then nothing about it. And I was like so disappointed. A moleskin, see, so they do that thing sometimes where they like give someone a notebook and like they like write, have pictures of them with the bachelor in it. Yeah. But normally they yeah, make like it show the journey. Normally they make it look really arts and crafts see. They don't give them a moleskin. I was like, wondering if, if I was wondering if she had like taken she notes. She might have brought it herself. Denver yeah. seems like a real moleskin place to me in my it's like a new hipster town kind. Of, it's both like bachelor and hipster, but it just seems like the kind of place where they sell a lot of moleskin. And I was wondering, like, maybe she'd taken notes or she'd, like, written some letters to him. I don't know. We'll, ne- we'll never know. It's a new notebook mystery. We could recast the notebook and make it about Colton and Kerpa. The ultimate notebook moment for me was when Rachel and Brian were doing were, – were Yes, Brian, he, he Brian made did, a really emotional one. He made her a notebook, and it had Spanish phrases on it. And, like, not all of the Spanish phrases were, like, <laughs> accurate. And his big thing was that he spoke Spanish. And, right. Like, it was, his family's which, Colombian, I believe. Yeah. And, and he's from Florida. Do you speak Spanish? Um, not enough. You have, you have a Cuban lineage in yes. your family. Yes, I'm Cuban. I don't speak Spanish, but I can recognize like basic vocabulary. Uh-huh. <laughs> and there are some like mishaps in that, oh, that dear. little book. Yeah. Oh dear, poor Brian. I I didn't like Brian while the show was on, but I like Rachel so much that I can no longer speak ill of him because it feels mean to like someone who I'd like to be my friend. So I've taken him out of my talking points. Okay, we'll move on. Okay. No more, no more Brian criticism. Just moleskin love. Yes. So they, there was a pink notebook, and we'll never know what was in the pink notebook. Maybe they'll release one of those like uh, Twitter videos. Like, here's Maybe. what was in the notebook. They probably will. We know you all noticed the notebook. Everyone's clamoring online to find out what's in the moleskin. It's really true. And, it's just and like also, Bree's accent. It stuck out so much because it was like this. It was like a bright pink. It wasn't like a hit pink. It was like a really. It was like a purple. It looked like crayon color. And I was just like, that's not a color I. I usually see on this show. It was weird. Really weird, man. Uh, part, of, <laughs> part of a weird date in the beginning of this date, Heather pulls Colton aside and she breaks up with him because she, she's 
just not into him. Everybody's breaking up with. That's the thing. A no. lot of the other breakups were just like, uh, oh, I'm just so jealous. You're spending time with so many other women. She was just like, yeah, not. She was just like, I'm not feeling it, basically. And do you think it was because it was a bad first kiss? I'm of two minds about this. Okay. So on the one hand, if you're the type of person who dates a guy for eight months without kissing him. That's not dating. Just to be clear, that's not dating. That was a friendship. Yeah, that was, yeah. They met on Bumble BFF. Yeah, sure. I think there is a Bumble for dating, isn't there? Is it called Bumble BFF? There's a there's re, there's Bumble for dating, and then there's Bumble BFF for, for finding your companions that's in life. Nice. I think that's actually nice. Okay, carry on. Uh, anyway, if you're the type of person who could quote unquote date, sure, who can friend someone for eight months without kissing them, you're probably not going to get married to a guy in a three month TV show. Also, if you just had your first kiss, you probably want to kiss other people. See what's see what's like. Test some other people out. Yeah, I mean, she, similar to Colton's coming conundrum as well. What's but, a, or is what conundrum? Did coming, you say? Sorry. <laughs> Badum boots. <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't intentional. I swear. But I think particularly with her, she just has seemed really, really not ready. Like in the real sense, yeah. not in the euphemistic, not here for the right reason sense. Like actually, Heather is not ready for this type of commitment. Yes. Actively should not have gone from not kissing a person to getting engaged to them. Good thing that is not happening. Yeah, absolutely. However, I also think she just wasn't into him as... Yeah, she probably wasn't. And also, I think that she's tight with Cassie because they went to the same college, Biola mm. College. And Cassie does seem into him, actually, against Ker- though Kerpa says otherwise. And she probably was like, I'm actually not, not feeling that way. Or, like, maybe she was like, okay, I'm back in America. I'm close to my home in California. Did all the traveling. I'm good. I'm out. Yeah, it's one thing to do the dumping when you're a 14-hour plane ride away. Yeah, that sucks. I hope they still let them stay. Do you sure. know if they let them stay? Um, like, they probably already booked the tickets home for everybody. Um, I think they do let them stay. Oh, it kind of depends, but I think they let them stay, yes. And, and then they do, like, batch flights or whatever. They sit them in the different part of the plane from the girls who are still on the show. Or I think they are on a different flight. I don't know. But I think they do let them stay, actually. because Or whatever. And then when Blake was here, he was saying he went to London after the Maldives. But that was a special situation, I think. Mm. I don't know. Blake's so lucky. So then Heather leaves. And the three people left on the date are Hannah G, Kerpa, and Cassie. A little bit of a lopsided fight there. I know. It's really not fair. Poor Kerpa. Poor, poor Kerpa. And he, with the notebook, he pulls her aside. And she tells him that... She's heard that Cassie is like wondering if she's gonna be the bachelorette. And there's been co- there was conversation. And this is really crucial. Kerpa points to the fact that Cassie and Kaylin were too defensive after Katie left and Katie accused people of not being ready. What do you think of that argument? It's basically the thou doth protest too much argument. Yeah, it's like you hired a lawyer, so you're probably guilty. Right. Reasoning. I don't buy it. I don't buy it either. I hope that uh Colton doesn't either. I mean, I'm not even like rooting for Cassie, but like, of course, it's just a really like, big anxiety producing situation. So like, of course, they're going to be nervous. I think Kerpa was in an unwinnable situation. And after an entire season where I barely noticed her, huh? I sort of found myself rooting for her a little bit just because her she did the only thing she could to give herself any fighting chance. Sure. To get any like screen time. Yeah. I mean, she was... In a date where two people are getting roses, and Obviously. there were three of them, yeah. and the other two were 
the most likely to win the show sure. of the people left. And sure. she she went out swinging, and yeah. I respect it. I respect it, too. She made a big name for herself. She pushed him to have to extend it until the cocktail party, which was interesting because he said he wasn't ready. I wonder if it was ever really an option for him to give up the two roses on the mountain, but I don't know. I, I think she did a good job. And then, and then they go to, like, some mansion for a dinner, and— he pulls Hannah G aside immediately. They go into a different room and like they can hear her giggling. That was like some. I liked that editing. That yeah. was like some crazy editing, but it just reinforced that everything is being filmed, like everything. Yeah. And like so, there's they're choosing to not show show us footage. It's not they don't have it, but I like that editing too. I thought it was such a good way because the only two people that mattered at that point were the two people left in the room, right? And like. We've seen a million people get roses. We didn't need to see that again. But we rarely get to see two people obviously realizing that they're in a battle with each other. And totally. that there's like a knife on the floor in between them. I think it also is indicative that Hannah G and Colton, we just call her Hannah now. Hannah B's gone. R.I.P. Um, R.I.P. Oh, did you notice um, the shirt, shirt in quotation marks that Hannah B was wearing at the top of the episode? I noticed that it it was the shirt sheer. was not a. It was completely sheer and like showed like a black bra like underneath the jacket. Yeah, shirt was a generous. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It was like netting over her. It was really weird. Anyway, not showing him giving Hannah the rose was not only interesting editing to show us Kerpa and Cassie's awkwardness, but it just indicated to me that there is nothing but a physical connection between those two. And like we got all the erotica last week, and so we don't need more Colton and Hannah. Like they're not talking about anything interesting. Oh. Oh, oh! It 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 foretells that she yeah. is not the winner of She's this not show. The, that's what I that's what I was thinking. Because like, if they're trying to build a narrative where you really care about Hannah, then they show that. Then they show him being like, "I want to meet your parents. I'm so excited." And if they don't show that, then it's just sort of like she's she's top four, but she's that's it. Like it, she's not the winner. Yeah, she. Uh, yeah, wow. Yeah, I'm buying that. Thanks, thanks, I man. That. I buy that take. Thank you. Like, yeah, because. They no longer care about building that emotional setup. Yeah. And then so in that moment, Cassie and Kaylin now seem like one and two to me because we've they spent like an entire episode trying to like get us back on their side because Colton's on their side. And that's what – it did seem like they were trying to get us on their side. Yeah. So even if there is video of them out there being like, we are here to be the next Bachelorette, they did not show it to us because even if one of those people does become the Bachelorette, they can't – show the tape of them saying that because that makes them seem ungenuine. It, ta- it taunts it. Yeah, and like it makes it tough to like if one of them ends up with Colton to see them together or whatever. I don't know. If you were Cassie or Kerpa, what would your demeanor have been as they sat at that table? They didn't say a word, did they? They no. just kind of sat there and... Actually, Cassie spoke a little bit like when when... Kaylin came in and out. So Kaylin interrupts, like comes in her street, like her street clothes, like jeans or whatever, to basically defend Cassie, which was kind of a cool move. Like she goes to Colton. She was like, I'm sick of all the the girls trashing each other, like the backstabbing. It's all lies. I just want you to know that it's all lies. And um, maybe that helped him tip the scales towards giving Cassie the rose. Like who knows? But he was already going to. Yeah. But we see Cassie like being like, was that Kaylin? And then when she leaves, like she turns to Kerpa and she just like, holds her hand up. She just says like, a, what was that or whatever? And it's possible there's a producer off camera who we can't see, but she was like a way more emotional and emotive than Kerpa was. Like Kerpa was just kind of like sitting there chilling. Yeah, Kerpa, I think her move was totally calculated there. She was, she knew that she was up against it with someone who was obviously more likely to get their O's. Yeah. And she was fighting for her life. Yeah. And like I said, I respect it. Props yeah. to Kerpa. She yeah. she she didn't say anything on this show for like eight weeks. 
Yeah, she, I know. And then she just makes a big, uh, has a big impact after two weeks, basically. Yeah. She breaks, she gets stitches in her on her chin. We don't see that. And then she comes back and it's like a big part of the show. Yeah. It's like magical stitches. The stitches, yeah, the stitches turned her into an evil. <laughs> turned her into something. When you get surgery done in foreign countries. Sure. Yeah. It's, who knows? It's like Spider-Man. She, like, instead of a bite, it's like a stitch. Or something like that. Who who knows? I thought that castle seemed like really cool. Also, did you notice the house where they're staying? That looks yeah, well, that looks really dope too. They showed them like walking into a hotel at the beginning of the yes. episode, and then from then on, every time they showed them was in like a like British countryside manor. Yeah, then it's like, like it's in, like, almost like a like a boarding school or whatever. Yeah, why, like where did that come from? Did that I don't know? Did that house just magically like appear in Denver halfway through the episode, and they were like, it's possible they switched locations, like they were in Denver and then went out to the mountains or something like that. Am, am I right? They showed them going into a hotel yeah, at the, the very beginning. beginning. Yeah, like yeah. right downtown Denver or something like that. Yeah. But then that house looked really nice. They got their own rooms. It looked it looked like where they could have an, it looked like where they could film a season of the real world. Yeah, I know. I really liked it. I was like, oh, lo- lovely. I really want to go to Denver. I've never been to Colorado and I keep seeing it on TV and I think it looks great. Mountains are good. I like mountains as well. Yeah, they're fantastic. And you know my number one beef from this episode? What is it? They went on the sightseeing tour in the mountains yes. on that train. Yes. The one that took Heather away? Yeah, the one that, that whisked her back to her old life. Yeah. But um, none of them sat by the windows. They all crowded around Colton. So lame. Mountains are beautiful, guys. I know. Take it in. Take in that beautiful sweeping vista. I mean, you're probably going to be dating Colton for another one week. So <laughs> who cares about that? It's true. The mountains will be here forever. So I get that. But uh, they were too th- focused on him. I my, agree. This, I said this was my number one beef, but really my number one beef was that Thor got left out. I'm that, so sorry. Yeah. That beautiful German shepherd, a lovely young boy who deserved airtime. Number two is they didn't enjoy the mountains <laughs> enough. I love nature and animals and The Bachelor That's sometimes so nice. gives us glances of them, but it always focuses on... Uh, semi-real relationships <laughs> instead of... I, I will say, Cassie fighting back with Kurpa made me like her more because she seemed like really in it and really mad. Yeah, she seemed like she did not have a personality for most of the season. Yeah, but now like, she does. It's coming, yeah. it's coming through. And that's probably something they want to show if she's, you know, going to be one of yeah. the last person. Sure. I and- don't read spoilers, me so neither. I don't know. I don't either. I also thought that her reasoning was good. She's like, it's not like a what your opinion is. It's like either how I feel or how I don't feel. And Kerpa didn't even see the conversation. So I thought Cassie's reasoning actually was was sounder than Kaylin's. Yeah. I don't know whether Tasha was lying. I get the sense Kerpa was definitely just straight up saying whatever she needed to survive. Yeah, definitely. Like Tasha might have been hinting at something real. Kerpa, no, she was just trying to trying to stay on. Um, and that's fine, girl. You know, get it. I love I love brazenness. This show isn't real. No. This show just I don't, I, it's not real, obviously, but I do think that when you're in it, you're so in it, like you're, or or you're not and you want to leave like Heather, but I I don't think there's like a way to like be like a casual part of The Bachelor, is my point. And those who do, I think get weeded out. Yeah, they do. Because they, they they're, they're not willing to make up blatant lies to survive <laughs> for another few more minutes. You're right. Because they're going to be looking out the windows of the train instead of at Colton yeah if they're a full human who's not living their life around this one guy then there's no hope for them on this show Mm -hmm. one final thing and then I'll let you go Raj zero 
0.0 seconds of Chris Harrison this week. And there was a lot of drama. There were opportunities for CH and we didn't get him. Hustle King Chris Harrison. Love it so much. I admire Chris Harrison for, I think, putting in the he, the least screen time to like hosting. Oh my God, absolutely. Maybe he stayed in Asia and he's not even back yet. We don't even know. We don't know if he went to Denver. Because they no didn't have clue. a rose ceremony. They had like a... He just gave out the two dates on the final. Maybe he was unavailable and that's why. Who knows? And it's it's not like they even really need him for rose ceremonies. No, not anymore. But I, it was wild. He was, in, in the most dramatic episode of the season, the man who loves to tout the most dramatic finale in show history wasn't even on it. Couldn't believe it. You know, Chris Harrison doesn't really add to the drama. No, but he's there to like, he's he an accessory. Gravitas, yeah. He, yeah, gravitas. And he's like an accessory to the drama. But it's not like he can like really stir up some like petty fights. Right. So, and this is a petty fights episode. Chris Harrison, you've got to know what your you've got to know what your people's skills are. Chris Harrison doesn't stir things up; he like assesses things. Sure. So, yeah. great stuff or no stuff, really. <laughs> he also maybe just didn't want to go to Denver. It's true. Maybe he had like a commitment elsewhere. He spent like a month in Asia. Sure. Well, he was like, I want to go to Laos. I heard they've got great beaches there. I'm not ready to go back yet. Something like that. Who knows? Um, Roger, thank you so much for joining me today. Next episode on Thursday, the B-side, we're focusing on dating around. I'll be talking to the creator and I'm really excited about it. Have you watched Dating Around? No, I haven't. Oh, it's on Netflix. It's you, really, really you've, good. You've been really hyped about it. I've been evangelizing. It's really good. It's really good. It's so different than Bachelor, which is, I think, one of the reasons why I like it. It's cool to compare and contrast. But like, if you're into dating and reality shows, definitely check it out. And is this the first pure Netflix dating reality show that they've done? I can't think of any others. There's so much on Netflix, though. Like, I don't know. Like, there's so much. There's so many things on there. I can't be positive. But it's really good. I really recommend it. There used to be, like, exactly three shows on Netflix. And now there are 137,000. There there used to be, like, House of Cards, Orange is the New Black, and, like, that was it. Yeah. Two. Nobody, I feel like people didn't even actually like House of Cards. And they were just like, oh, it's on Netflix. I'll, like, it's an internet thing. I'll watch it. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, Thanks so much. And I'll be back on Thursday, like I said, with Dating Around.